0: I did look at the weather because I am going to this game. (laughs) And it's supposed to be a a high of like 6 and a low of negative 1. And I know people love the cold weather here. But I've been in those games where it's colder and the, the fans are not as involved. The Country
1: 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. As we do each and every week, always excited to be joined on the line with friend of the show, John Rush. John, thanks for doing this again. Looking forward to this week's chat.
0: Yeah, I know. I always love being here, so it's my pleasure.
1: All right, we'll start off with us, before we get into football, today is National Make-A-Dogs Day as we record this. What have you done today to make your dog's day?
0: Uh, You know what? They both got peanut butter in their breakfast this morning so far. So uh, off to a good start for both of them and uh you know there's definitely going to be more treats throughout the day but it, to be honest like uh every day i kind of just do <laughs> i kind of just do so much for them that it's just like every day is kind of like make a dog day at my house you know what i mean it's- it's not really that much different.
1: No, it's true, and uh, you you can follow John on Twitter at John Rush thirty two on Instagram at John Rush five, and yeah, pretty much every day. And your most popular social media posts are about your dog. You get hundreds of likes on your pops, eh?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much the only reason uh, most people follow me, to be honest, I, and, and I'm well aware of that. So it's great because it gives me, you know, a soapbox to uh, to for all my other opinions, but. It's it's really most of the people are there just to see Bone and Bailey, which is fine with
1: me. Well, I know a lot of people listen here for your football takes, so let's get into those. Uh, Before we get into the Bombers' last win and what's coming up this week, some big-time additions. And I know you've kind of thought it was going to come down the pipe, and and finally it did. They've added a new kicker, and it's somebody you're pretty familiar with. So uh, just take us through your level of excitement of adding uh, the new kicker to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers.
0: Yeah, no, it 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 was good to see, especially a guy like Serge, you know, he's he's not just like a good kicker, he's like a good guy. Like he I played with him before, the team really liked him. Um he bonds well with the players and you know, we always talk about like how important that is to, you know, have a guy in the locker room that's that's gonna be there for the guys and that the guys like. So it you know, it, it just means a lot to have a guy like that in and, and you know, on top of that he's actually a really good kicker too. <laughs> so that like that just adds to, every, you know, it kind of all adds to that, right? So, uh, you know, I, and, and he's got experience. And, you know, that the thing is, when especially getting to where we're at now in the season, you know, we're getting later into the season, playoffs are approaching, we obviously just clinched playoffs. You need a guy that's been there before. You need a guy, when you get to the Grey Cup, you can't be putting in a guy that hasn't been there before, or in it. And if he hasn't been there before, you better be able to trust him, right? And and so to have a guy, and you know, obviously, Serge hasn't uh, you know won a Grey Cup or anything, but he's been in those high pressure situations. He's you know he's we've seen him perform in those high pressure situations, so we know we can trust him in those high pressure situations. So uh, to to have a guy like that is is really, it, it's great.
1: This is a tough spot for their current kicker, Ali Mutada, as uh, he's actually going to still be doing the kicking this weekend. What do you think's going through his head, knowing that 98% likely his job is going to be done as of after the bye week next week?
0: Uh, you know what? It, it's actually an a interesting uh, mentality. And, you know, you can go either one or two ways for this. So you can go... You can go the route where, you know, you shut down. You're like, well, you know, screw it. My job's done. I'm, you know, I'm not kicking after this. So, like, I don't care kind of thing. Um, or you can, you can take it not really as a challenge, but as an opportunity to be like, okay, well, yeah, there's, you know, like a 98% chance that I'm not going to be on this team next week, but I'm going to use this as an opportunity to show off to all the other teams basically as an open tryout, you know, like there, like if I was that guy, I'd be like, Hey, this is an open trial for every other single team in the league to see what I can do. So I'm going to do my best to showcase. And, you know, and, and for the blue bombers, you don't necessarily, you know, you don't necessarily want that. Like, you don't, you don't want a guy on your team in it for himself. Right. But, um, you know, at the same time, like in that guy's situation, like, you you know, it's, you got to kind of center yourself at some point. So, um so you know it'll be interesting to see which route he takes uh you know whether he just shuts down and has a you know has a has a poor game or if he you know takes it as a challenge as as an open trial for the for the rest of the league to see if he can get picked up by another team
1: John as a is a backup kicker in the day you can maybe answer this better than anybody um Sergio hasn't kicked in the CFL in a couple years. He spent uh, some time with the Tennessee Titans. He's kicked uh, in 2020 for the New York Jets. He hit a 55-yarder in the NFL, which is just downright impressive. But it is different. Canada's balls are bigger. So how long will it take him to adjust to kicking a CFL football versus the NFL football? Uh,
0: you know, our, our balls are bigger, and I think they're a little bit harder too. Uh, I don't think it'll affect him that much uh, to be honest, though, it's, you know, he's been doing it for a while. He's, you know, he's a pro. Uh, so I don't think it'll take that long. And, the you know, one of the, one of the big things about it is the, it's not really like the mechanics change. It's not like, you know, he has to change his swinging motion per se. He might just have to, you know, change a little bit like of where he hits the football when he's punting or, you know, whatever, uh, or kicking off. But it's, it wouldn't be like he has to, like, Switch up his, you know, footwork, approaching or anything like that. So, uh, you know, in my, you know, I've seen it before, and and uh, most most guys that come up from the states, it really doesn't take them that long. It takes them like, you know, a day or two to kind of get into the swing of things, and until so they they find their rhythm of like where where the sweet spot is on the football, and then uh, and then they're kind of off the races.
1: John um you know one of the cool things about our conversations is you're a player you've been there and I'm a fan so I get to kind of just speak on on behalf of the fans I'm kind of nervous for his first couple field goal attempts cuz if heaven forbid he misses this fan base may explode <laughs> Yes <laughs> <laughs> like correct and and and, and I no they they have no right to but if he shanks one like wide left or if he comes up short on his first kick or like one out of his first 3, you know the fan base is going to lose their minds, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yes, you're right. Uh and here's here's my rebuttal to that in the sense that we can't do that. Yeah. We can't do that as a fan base be- for for a couple of reasons. The biggest one is it's just going to make it worse. You know, if if he if you know if we start booing him and he cuz he shanks one kick it, he's just going to get in his mind, and it's just going to get worse. And Surge is a good kicker. We don't want to lose Surge because what's the alternative? There is no alternative. We're screwed if we lose him, right? So we don't want to lose him. Second of all, I think sometimes we get jaded in the fact that we're seven and one. <laughs> like <laughs> we're in the playoffs already. We're the only team in the in the CFL that has already clinched a playoff spot. Like. If he shanks one kick, because he just got to Canada, like, okay, like it's it probably it, there's a good chance he's gonna shank a kick, like it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? But like,
1: absolutely, just like,
0: give, give give him some grace. You know, like give him some grace. We're still a very good team. Like, it's like you know what we've been dealing with a poor kicking all season, and we're still you know we're still the best team in the league. Allow him to shank one kick. Yes, okay. he he'll be
1: just fine, and I think the fan base will be very happy when he gets to uh, to dress in a game. That exactly. he wasn't the only big addition, though. John, what can you like? I cannot believe Winston Rose has made his way back to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What what were your thoughts when you heard that news?
0: You know, I wasn't surprised in the slightest, to be honest, and and it really just kind of goes to show the organization. Uh, and team culture that you know Osh and Walters have built on this team, because you know, like, like let's be honest, it's not like it's not like Winnipeg, especially for Americans that don't know a whole lot about Canada. It's not like Winnipeg is you know, like the hot spot of Canada that everyone wants to go to. It's not you know, it's not Toronto where it's like the only city that Americans know, right? It's like if you ask an American you know about Winnipeg, they'd be like, what? So <laughs> you, like. So to be able to get these guys to want to come here is an, an enormous, you know, feat. So it just it, you know, when when you see things like this, and it's not and it's not just Rose, you know what I mean? Like getting guys like Willie Jefferson, Jackson Jeffco, like Pig Hill bought a house here, you know what I mean? Like like these guys love Winnipeg now because of the culture that this organization has built and. And for a long time, nobody wanted to come to Winnipeg, right? So it's crazy how far how this organization has come. And I don't think a lot of people realize it, but you know, when I was a part of it, you could see it. Guys wanted to be here and guys wanted to stay. And it was like, and guys were always like, at the end of the season, guys were pissed when the team didn't bring them back because the guys wanted to stay. And it's like, it's always funny to kind of, explain to people that after the fact because a lot of people are like oh like winnipeg but i'm like no nah, man like winnipeg's great like you know like, i bought my house like i'm not from here i bought my house here you know like winnipeg's great the, like the city's great the people are great the organization's unreal like but like you got to be able to showcase that so uh you know when you see big names like winston rose coming back it's, you're just like yeah no that makes sense because he played here and like he knows he knows this is but like, we're, like this is the best organization in the CFL. There's, like, it's not even, like, a contest. So, like, like, guys want to be here, which is why we've done so well in the past, you know, like, four, five, six years. Absolutely, and why,
1: like, the window is going to be able to stay open for another two, three, four years down the road, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be closing anytime soon. Exactly. Uh, a couple exactly. more things on these moves before we break down last week's game. I know that um the the Winston Rose is a one year deal. I believe Sergio is also a one year deal, but does this scream something to you where they're going to be in Winnipeg longer than just this short run where they're going for a great cup? Can you see them both coming back next year or is this really just a couple weeks and done
0: uh you know that's a, that's like the one thing about the c f l that I really actually despise is like the like the the one year deals and the non like the non-guaranteed contracts and things like that, it really, uh, it really irks me that because it, it, because it's exactly it. Like it, as a, it, especially as a fan, it, it's incredibly frustrating. Cause like, how are you supposed to get behind guys? Like, how are you supposed to buy someone's Jersey? Um, if you don't know if they're going to be there the next year, why am I buying? You know, it's not like Jersey, are cheap. jerseys are like 250 bucks. Like why would I buy a, you know, a, a Winston Rose Jersey? If I don't know if he's going to be here next year. And, uh, by all means, I I hope Winston comes back. He's not only a phenomenal athlete and player, but he's just a great guy in the locker room. I you know I love playing with him. Um, but it's it, it's one of those things about the CFL that it really kind of sucks actually. Um, and you, you know it, that's the other part is like. As from a player's perspective, I get it. Why would you sign anything more than one year? I was always working when I played. I was always working on one and two year contracts because because here's the thing: the team can cut you at any time and not pay you anything. They pay you up to the game you played, and that's it. So why would you sign a you know a four year deal that locks you into a price? Um, then then if you have an unbelievably good year, you can't negotiate higher. Then you're you know you're locked in for whatever you. Whatever you signed in at, but it doesn't actually guarantee you any money. So, CFL contracts
1: uh, seem almost just useless.
0: They, they're, they, the only thing they protect is the organization. So you can't ask for more money, and you can't shop yourself around to other teams. They're basic. Other than that, they're basically useless. It, so, and it's it is sad. It, it's honestly, it doesn't protect the players. It doesn't protect the fans. And it's just like, man, those are the two things that bring in all the money. Why would we not be <laughs> protecting them? And um, you know, it, it's it's just sad, it, it, and it and it sucks. Like, I it was an incredibly stressful thing to do, not knowing if you're going to be able to pay your mortgage that week. Because, because it, it, as we all know, it's like it's not like CFL players are getting paid. Like when I played, league minimum it was fifty four thousand in my last year. That like that's good money when you're first out of college, but it's not like you're retiring on that, right? Right. So, um. So if you you know, it's three games in. If you get cut you have to go find another job, like, almost immediately. You know You, you know what I mean? Like, especially if you have student debt and, a, like, a car loan and a mortgage, yeah, you got to go get another job. Like, and uh, so it, so, you know, it, it kind of sucks. And, you know, who knows? Who knows if Winston and, and Serge will be back uh, for another year after this, or, you know, or any of these guys, you know, Willie and, and Jackson and, and those guys. Because that, like, that's kind of, like, that's what I'm getting at. It's just like, you don't really know. It kind of just, everyone's kind of in this like weird limbo all the time. And it just creates this like not great environment for anybody. Like it's not good. It's not good for anybody. Like it's like, it sucks for the players. It sucks for the fans. Uh, It, it must be incredibly difficult on the organization to plan because you never really know who's going to come back. Right. So, um, yeah, it's just, they need to fix it. And, I don't know why they don't put more emphasis on it, but, you know, it's just... We'll see what happens.
1: Last one on this uh, topic, with the addition of Winston Rose um, and Sergio coming in to kick, which is really exciting, uh, Sergio Castillo. The expectations have obviously risen, John. Is it Grey Cup or Bust now for the Bombers, if it wasn't already?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I could, like... I, you know, we don't like to talk about, you know, Grey Cup this early or usually kind of at all. You know, you're just taking it one week at a time. Um, especially because in football, like, you know, injuries happen. You know, I remember, I remember uh the Edmonton Elks, what was it, my, like, third year. I think at one point they had 16 players on the uh sixth game by week one or two. Um You know what I mean? So, like, things happen like yeah. things happen and they happen fast in football so uh you know it's it we shouldn't really be getting too ahead of ourselves because you know all of a sudden after this week we have 16 games on, 16 guys on the you know the sixth game that's uh that's not good <laughs> you know what I mean like that's like almost your entire starting offense and defense is on the sixth game you know so uh so you know it, it's great to think about but at the same time it's it's really just taking it you know one game at a time and 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 trying to improve every single week, you know looking back on on what happened in the you know in the previous week, seeing where you can improve and then just getting better from there because that's you know at the end of the day that's all you can really control right
1: well, I think it does go without saying though the rest of the league is is chasing Winnipeg and records aside talent on both sides of the ball it's hard to see any team matching up with with Winnipeg and really they can be their own worst enemies at times and maybe it was a bit of a learning lesson in the 26-16 win over Edmonton uh that was a pretty ugly game John would you agree extremely (laughs) extremely ugly
0: yeah not a good win Uh, oh I mean a win's a win we always say a win's a win but it's definitely not a good win
1: yeah. So, what do you think the the team is going to take away from that? Because they cannot be happy with their performance. I'm sure most in the individuals, outside of maybe like Brady Oliveira uh, and and Rashid Bailey, have, have got to be thinking, "Okay, that was as bad as I ever want to play the rest of the season."
0: Yeah. No. That's yeah. It's kind of exactly it. it is. It just so it's just one of those games. It almost seemed like a trap game that their talent, you know, pulled them through on which is, you know, which is great. You know, it was, it was, you know, it's good to see that they're still able to pull off those wins because, you know, like, like I said, you know, wins a win and and in pro sports wins are hard to come by. Um, So whatever way you get them, you kind of take them. But at the same time, like there was just, there was just so many mistakes, so many mistakes, you know, penalties and, and just missed assignments. And it, it, it was, Surprising to see almost that they're you know they had that many missed opportunities in that game where I'm just like, man, what is going on here like this is this is like this didn't seem like the team we kind of we'd seen in previous weeks and it, and and that's sometimes what happens when you get too high on your horse there.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, there were some positives to take. I mean, the kicking game looked better, and and then they end up making a move. But uh, Brady Oliveira has to come in for an injured Andrew Harris. You and I were actually texting when we saw the Harris injury. Uh, What were your first thoughts? And just take us through what it's been like. Because I'm sure you've been down and been hit before like that. Like That's a pretty vulnerable position to to be in. A lot of times that football players kind of put themselves in, right?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, for sure, and I know a lot of guys, I, I saw it on social media, that it was like a late hit, and, and things like that. I and, thought it was late. Yeah.
1: I, I, I yeah not Maybe fair. not flag-worthy, yeah, but fair. I thought it was kind of late, and, and a, a little on the dirty side. But I, I'm clearly biased, so...
0: Yeah, 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 no, that's fair, that's fair. I thought it was unnecessary. Yes. Um, I, I certainly thought it just, especially as a, like a defensive player, I've, I've been in situations like that before. Um that being said, is that what in injured Andrew Harris? I don't think so. I think he was actually hobbling into the end zone, um, injured already. And it was just not a, it just looked kind of worse because of that. Uh, but but like I said, I think it was an un, like an unnecessary hit um, on his part. And he definitely like let his emotions get him there where he took an unnecessary shot on a star player for, uh, you know, no good reason and, and it, when when you see things like that, you're just like you're kinda of just especially as a fan, you're just like, why? And like and I've played defense and I've been in those situations and it's just like it's just so unnecessary to do that. Uh, you know, regardless if he injured him or not. Like it you you just don't need to take that shot. He was already crossing the like the end zone. You were clearly not going to stop him there. Um and and you know, some people might argue is like, well, like you got to take your chance, and uh, you know, what well, happens if he did stop him? It's just like, yes, that's fair. You have to take your chance, but if he's already crossed the the line, that's like, just you're not Like taking a chance, you're just taking a shot. Like, exactly.
1: Like they're, you're not freeing up the ball. He's he's already in the signals yeah. up, and it's it's a touchdown. I get it. If you're in the process of going for the hit, like you got to follow through, right? Because you can actually hurt yourself more trying oh, to exactly. stop up on a hit then following yeah. through, but there was a, a second, two seconds there where he could have easily yeah. just walked past instead of lunging his body yeah. at him.
0: No, exactly, yeah. So, so yeah, it, it was, like like I said, I, I don't think it was, like, dirty per se, but it just, it was certainly unnecessary. Um, and, but, like, we'll see, The you know, the, the league and the teams are always secretive about all that injury stuff, so we'll see kind of uh, what's... Uh, what the prognosis is and, you know, hopefully, obviously, you know, you never want to see anyone get hurt like we've said before and, and hopefully it's nothing, hopefully it kind of just, you know, tweaked his hamstring a bit or something like that and, and he's kind of good to go in a, in a week or two.
1: For sure. I mean, like the Bombers are in an enviable position, right? Like they've got um, they've got playoffs clinched, they've got a bye week next week and then they've got a running back who can fill in for Andrew Harris and Brady Oliveira. He kinda of struggled after his first game of the season, John, to kind of find his footing, but what did you see out of Oliveira that showed you that he can be a CFL running back for, you know, for Andrew Harris this year and maybe for years to come for the Bombers?
0: You know, it it's it really just speaks to kind of the the whole Blue Bombers offense that uh, you know, he's in a really good position. Because the focus just won't be on him, really. <laughs> like The focus will be on, you know, as as we've talked about before, like, uh, you know, the folks will be on Lawler. The folks will be on Rasheed. The folks will be on Darvin Adams. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Like, they have so many weapons that they can't focus. Like, even with Andrew Harris in the backfield, it's hard to focus on him with how many weapons there. But now, even with as a, as a first-year running back, um, well, technically, but... Uh, as a as a you know a, a younger running back the focus will be even less on him so he has more of an opportunity to kind of come into his own there as well as he's got the best o-line in the CFL by like a, a ginormous mile <laughs> like, you know what i mean like yeah. so he's he's you know he's going to be running through the holes that are, you know, you could fit a pickup truck through, so, um, you know, it, it, he's just in a, it, it's just a really, really good position to be in for him, because of, you know, because he's just on such a good team, you know what I mean, like, it, it so it, it's not like he's going in on a team where uh, Andrew Harris was the only threat, and Andrew Harris was producing, you know, 300 yards a game, and, um, and, you know, all the focus was always on Andrew Harris, and, now he has to come in and he has to do the exact same thing It's just like no nah, man like if you come in and run like sixty yards like we'll do the rest and we'll still win this game you know what i mean so yeah. uh, there's not as much pressure for for him to kind of like go off so it so it makes his life you know easier you know and and it to be in a you know in a high intensity situation like that where it's not like he's getting on himself to perform and you know I'm sure like we're all like they're all pro athletes. They they all want to perform well. They all want to do well. But, uh, you know, knowing that you can kind of go in, still get a W and not have to produce 200 yards in your, like, second-ever or third-ever professional football start uh, makes your life a little bit easier.
1: Absolutely. Uh, John, just coming down uh, a little bit ago from Ed Tate. Follow him on Twitter at EdTateWFC. Fantastic Winnipeg Blue Bomber follow. Uh, no Andrew Harris Saturday night, and he's been transferred to the six-game injured list. Uh, Jamarcus Hardrick is going to be back. He's listed behind Pat Newfeld at right tackle. So as you were just talking about, uh, you know, players can go on the six-game at any time, so Harris transferred to the six-game. Uh, so an opportunity for Oliveira to get some reps, but maybe more importantly, uh, some rest for uh, Andrew Harris. Would you play him again before the first game of the playoffs?
0: Absolutely not. absolutely not no no absolutely zero reason there's you know and uh, like it's a tough situation to be in because i know i know andrew i know him as a person and he's he's a competitor and he's going to be doing everything he can to come back and um and you know play and and especially because you know as much as we talk about not caring about personal stats and things like that um it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice yeah. To have, you know, those, those stats. And, um, but
1: wouldn't he, I so. think he'd rather be like a multiple time great cup champion than necessarily. Well,
0: exactly. Yeah. So and I th- so I
1: wonder how much he, he had a, a really good opportunity a couple of years ago. Did, wasn't he going to be like the leading rusher and have like the most reception touchdowns for a running back too? Wasn't it something crazy it, like that?
0: It was like a, thou- a thousand and a thousand, wasn't it? Something yeah. Like something
1: like that. Yeah, and it, And he just fell short of that. So, yeah, I mean, so, he's like, done it all.
0: Oh well, yeah, like yeah, he's the guy's literally a, a machine. So, <laughs> um, so, so, so yeah. But like, as as a coach, as a GM, like, absolutely not. And and that's like that's kind of like the tough part sometimes is uh, of like the coaching positions is you know dealing with those situations where you have a fierce competitor who's going to try and do everything he can to get back onto that field to compete, like not just for his own personal stats and gain, but because he wants to be on the field. He wants to you know, that's what he does. He wants to play football.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh and then but like you know, making him realize that we need him for the playoffs slash gray cup, uh, because like that's that's who's gonna win us, the Grey Cup, right? That's yeah. that's who who that's who we need in the backfield in the Grey Cup game. Um so it's tough. It's tough, you know what I mean? It's a tough situation to be in for everyone. It's not an easy, you know sure michael shay does want to have that conversation with andrew harris like, we <laughs> need would, you to, to take it easy to be and, a
1: fly uh, on the wall in that room eh?
0: Go <laughs> exactly right yeah so like that's uh you know i'm sure that's not a comfortable conversation for anybody and and i'm sure you know andrew is wanting to get back eagerly but you it's kind of goes back to that you know team mentality and you just you got to do what's best for the team right so and I'm sure they're all on the same page, but they're you know even if even if you're doing it for the team, you're, you know you still you're still upset because you don't want to be hurt, right? You don't yeah. want to be hurt because you want to, and you want to be out there playing and doing it for the team.
1: Uh, before we get into one of the, the the players that you think stood out from that 26-16 bomber win over Edmonton, uh, just p- piggybacking on the Andrew Harris conversation, do you look at doing something similar with Zach Caleros? Do you maybe sit him down for a fourth quarter down the stretch? Do you sit him for a half? Do you start Sean Maguire in a game? Uh, do you think maybe Zach Caleros gets a little bit of rest going forward?
0: Uh, that's that's no, That's a really interesting conversation that to be to continue kind of having because it's a very difficult position to be in for everyone especially if we want to take into account Zach's um, you know past injuries. so like yes ideally um, you do start to kind of and especially in wins where and especially in games you know if we clinch the playoff or if, sorry, if we clinch uh you know, obviously we already clinched playoffs, if we clinch the uh the, the home playoff uh game what are we doing <laughs> what are we doing what what else are we kind of playing for here except for pride um and you know are we really gonna get uh risk getting the best quarterback in the c f l right now hurt to for our pride? I don't know, it seems like a pretty bold choice, but at the same time, like you know, reps are reps, you can't just sit. You can't just sit Zach for uh, six weeks or four weeks and then expect him to come in first week of the playoffs and you know knock it out of the park. That's not you know that's not how football works. So he still needs you know he still needs to get those live reps. He still needs to get kind of uh, those things. So uh, that's a a very interesting ongoing conversation that I'm sure they're all having. Uh, the answer I have no idea. I that isn't incredibly tough position to be in uh, for everyone but I would I would assume they're going to start sitting them especially if they one one if they clinch the, the home playoff game two um, if they're just kind of blowing games out of the water like they have been uh, I think we can start expecting them to sit because for a couple of reasons uh, you know obviously to protect Zach. But getting Sean those reps yeah. is, is invaluable because he's still new to the league, and you know he's a great quarterback. He's he's killing it. He's you know he's a pro all around, but uh, he, he needs those in-game reps, especially because there was no preseason this season, right? So um, he needs he needs those in-game live reps, um, and especially because you know we always talk about how important depth is in you know a CFL roster. Uh getting Shaw those reps is, is is huge. So um I can I I would be shocked if they don't start sitting Zach more uh in the end at the like near the end of games and even up to like the the whole fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, I mean it's 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 almost a foregone conclusion that the Bombers are gonna be hosting the playoff games and yeah. uh, which is great news. Mike O'Shea did come out and say that ninety-eight percent of the bombers are first vaxed, and uh, very soon they'll be ninety-nine percent fully vaxed. Again, one of those uh, details that uh, you know it just shows that again Winnipeg's bought all the way in, and and the 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 guys are are all on the same page, and I think that means a lot in a locker room, right?
0: No, yeah, exactly. That's like, that's kind of the thing. It's just you know we always talk about it. If you're not in, if you're not here, you know, for the the one goal to win the Grey Cup, then we don't want you here. That's kind of that's kind of it. And, in, 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 you know, everyone, you got like, I, you know, I've said before, you know, like, it's pro sports, you got to look out for yourself, but at the same time, like, uh, you got to look out for the, your brothers and the team too. And, uh, you know, and no matter where you stand on, on, you know, this, that whole thing, uh, without the vax there, there's no CFL season. So, um, so there, you know, the team's doing the right thing. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I am 100% behind that, which is, which is awesome it's it's great to see that they've really bought into that that whole to to it all it's it's awesome you know it really is you know great to see
1: uh, all right before we tee up what's coming up this weekend one player that stood out for you from that 26-16 win over the Edmonton Elks is there somebody that stood out outside of maybe uh Brady Oliveira that deserves a little bit of love this week
0: yeah you know i always it's always nice to see the I uh, the receivers doing well and you know and all of them doing well because it's usually when you know you have you know an offense you, you, there's always that like dynamic duo you know what I mean uh, like Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison was always like the big one right and, yeah,
1: Brady uh, and Randy Moss
0: yeah exactly you know what I mean like so you always it's always like the, this like kind of one on one relationships that uh, quarterbacks have but like when you look at the bombers they're all doing so well like they're all so good and um you know obviously Rashid had a killer game Kenny you know we we talked about him too and and see how he was going to do uh he came back and and killed it yep. he came back and did very well um what he's a fighter and you know I'm, I'm happy to see him doing well and 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 all that so uh you know shout out to Kenny for you know getting the help he needed there and and coming back and, and and fighting for what he got, and and he kind of got, kind of got a couple of catches that brought him back, so it negated some of his yards, which kind of sucks. But uh, <laughs> he uh, he he did well. You know he, you know I was texting during the game, and and he was having some you know killer catches and killer, um you know killer yards after the catch and killer moves, and and you know the guy is just a fighter. So it's a uh, you know it's really awesome to see him doing well.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Bombers and Lions, tonight, as uh, we will actually send this out on Saturday, so we'll say tonight, uh, yep. they, it's going to be pretty exciting, John, because this is a special game. It's Intercept Cancer, so fans are going to be encouraged to download uh, the, the Winnipeg Blue Bomber Intercept Cancer uh, photo, write the name in of somebody who's you know battling or has, has succumbed to a battle of cancer, and everybody's been touched by that unfortunate disease. Do players get up more for games like this when there's kind of a specialty uh you know a a specialty feel around it like do do players know that this game has got a little bit more to it than maybe others during the during the season
0: uh i don't want to sound terrible here um but not particularly okay so
1: that's more of a fan thing then
0: yeah it's more of a fan thing and it but here's the thing it's it's awesome. We love it. We love doing it. And as a player, it's awesome to see. Uh, but it doesn't really affect kind of like the play on the field, really. And and like like I, I wore, you know, pink gloves my entire, you know, football, like my entire college career because, you know, my mom had breast cancer and things like that. But um, just from, you know, like a strictly player's perspective and um, when, the, when there's like themes, when there's kind of like theme nights like this where it's a where it's a special game and like there's other there's other you know throughout the season there's other kind of nights uh it's not really a main focus for the players uh we're kind of still just kind of focused on you know the other team and and things like that so uh it's more it's more a fan thing but it's still awesome to see and it's still uh incredibly important to do and and for the organizations um and they do such an amazing job of it so it's uh, you know, it's, it's really, you know, still important and great, but it's not really a big uh, thing for the players per se.
1: Yeah, totally understand. It's it's great for the fans, and I think it's great to um, to sell from the TV point of view, right? At least that you, then you're telling stories of, of players or, or people that have been impacted. So I think it's more of a, a show around the, the game necessarily than, than amplifying the game itself. And the Bombers do a lot of great stuff between, you know, the the, the cancer game coming up. Um, they're, they're donating $100 to Habitat of Humanity for every touchdown. The Blue Bombers score, I mean, that's over, uh, that's $3,600 right now. The Bombers are not just, uh, you know, saying they care about the community. They really, uh, really step up and invest. And, I mean, that that's always cool to see, right? No, exactly. And, and, and that's the thing,
0: like, it, you know, we have this huge platform that, you know, people like, you know, hundreds of thousands to millions of people like view in and, and watch. And then you got 30, you know, 33, 35,000 people in that stadium, you have an enormous platform to, to use and to be able to kind of talk about issues and, and, you know, raise money and do that. So, so to, you know, to kind of bring it past just being a game, right. So uh, for, for the players to, you know, put their bodies on the line and, and then, the team be able to use that, uh, you know, that sport and that game and, you know, us to kind of bring to the forefront other issues like cancer. Um, and, you know, I know I know the CFL does a ton with Purolator and tackling um, like hunger yep. in Canada and things like that. So, uh, so for them to be able to kind of, I don't want to say use us as a soapbox, but kind of use our platform uh, because people want to watch us. People want to watch football and the sport and the games and the players. Uh, but to be for them to be able to use that for you know bigger things, uh, it's it's awesome and, and we love that right. That's that's what you know we're all about. And to see the the Blue Bomber organization does such an amazing job of it in the community that you know it's just it's just really great to see.
1: That is awesome. All right, man. What do you think, uh, Bombers Lions Saturday evening, not Saturday night. So the early game versus BC, I'm sure, is always good. Six o'clock uh, Manitoba time. What do you think about this game? Is it a, a one of those trap games? Because again, the Bombers have the bye week after. Maybe their mind is, uh, you know, thinking about going home. Maybe they're a little bit uh, you're thinking about the playoffs already. Where do you think the Bombers are at heading into this game tomorrow, or a game against the BC Lions? And and how do you think it's going to go?
0: You know what? I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> I'm I'm, uh, I'm not sure about this one. And I, I actually might predict the first my first bomber loss of the season actually. I I the Lions are good and I, I, I said it before last game and the bombers came out and did not perform well in the first quarter against the Lions the first time uh in BC. Uh they then they turned on the Jets and torched them, which is which was great. Um but I'm not sure this week. I'm, I'm honestly I'm I'm remiss this week to on um, what to what to call here and and I might I might get torched for this one but I might say the BC Lions are going to win 23 to 16.
1: Oh, but it's going to be close. But it, it maybe the Bombers got their bags packed and one foot out the door like holiday plans and and maybe yeah. you're yeah
0: holiday plans they clinch playoffs already like home playoff advantage is basically all but guaranteed. He, it, it just seems like one of those games like maybe there's not all in it and you know I don't want to say it but it might happen <laughs> and, and See, yeah, I think, I've been there I think like, I've, I've been in the situation like I get it like I yeah. get it and it's hard not to it's hard to stay in it but they got a couple of injuries, and, and their O-line still isn't 100%. And,
1: Everybody can relate. Like, if you're going on holiday, how productive are you really the last day before you're going on holidays? Exactly, you're- right?
0: You know what I mean? And, and and especially for some of these guys that haven't seen their families, and what is it, it's the end of October now, so they haven't seen their families since, like, June? Yeah. Like, like uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's, So it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation to be in. Uh one of the you know one of the great things about the bombers is they basically can just coast by on talent still because they're so talented compared to the other teams so uh like obviously we saw it happen last week and uh even even in their loss against toronto they still kind of almost pulled that game out yep. um, and they looked terrible in it uh, and they still almost won so um yeah so but it'll be it'll be an interesting game. Like BC Lions are a good team.
1: They are. They're better than their four and five record.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. They their record does not reflect it at all. Uh, they're a good football team, uh, and I like. I, I won't be surprised if they, they they pull this one out. To be honest,
1: I will be, and here's why. Because okay. I think you're right. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the fans are going to start getting into it, and the Bomber fans are known to be very rowdy, and I think that they can drag. The, the bombers to to victory, you know what I mean like i yeah. I do as a fan, I believe that enough people can have an impact on the players on the field that they can help get them energized, and if it's close, the bombers, like you said, have the talent to just kind of turn it on with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter and win by seven or ten points
0: you're not okay you're not wrong at all, you're not like that is a hundred percent correct that we do have the best fans in the league, and they do a hundred percent energize the team. But I did look at the weather because I am going to this game, (laughs) and it's supposed to be a a high of like six and a low of negative one. And I know people love the cold weather here, but I've been in those games where it's colder and the the fans are not as involved. So it'll be it'll be interesting (laughs) to see the the fan involvement to see how rowdy they are, uh, especially with. The Jets just playing their first home game uh yesterday, which apparently was amazing. It'll be interesting to see the actual fan turnout at tomorrow's game because a lot of, a lot of the times people don't double dip, right? So I'll be uh it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting game.
1: Absolutely. But you're predicting potentially the bombers' second loss of the year. I am going against that. I'm gonna say the bombers are going to win. Uh, John before we let you go again We just kind of got to go over your twitter And uh, you just like <laughs> to start fires on twitter So I'm going to ask you this question Would you rather Ride a horse three times a week For the rest of your life Or eat ten pieces of candy corn Every oh day god. for the rest of your life
0: Oh my god What would you that rather is- do
1: Ride a horse three times a week for the rest of your life Or eat ten pieces of candy corn Every day for the rest of your life
0: Oh That's just like the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Um, I think I would have to go with candy corn for the like, and like, listen. I hate candy corn, but uh, here's the thing: uh, candy corn's not going to accidentally kick me in the head and decapitate me. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm going to stick with candy corn because horses are terrifying, and, and like, I will. I anyone that says horses aren't terrifying is fooling themselves. I, like, listen, I'm not saying they're not beautiful. They're not majestic. And, you know, you know, I'm vegan. I love animals. I, you know, I do. I, I, I want no harm to come with them, but like, you know, I'm not just going to go up and pet a grizzly bear. Cause I'm vegan. Like I'm not, I'm not an idiot. You know, like, like these things can still kill you. So I'm going to keep my distance. I'm respectful. They courses are very skittish and, you know, taking a, a you know, a kick from uh, you know a thousand or a, a fifteen hundred pound horse directly to the head. Uh, you know, I've taken a lot of shots to my head in it back in the day, but none like that. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm gonna stick with the candy corn for my own uh, <laughs> my own brain trauma, I guess.
1: All right, so I get, may, this is outrageous, but just because I got you in this mode, I'm gonna say it anyway. Would you, with your helmet on, would you rather take a kick to the head from a horse with your helmet or an open field tackle from Willie Jefferson?
0: Open field tackle from Willie Jefferson. (laughs) Those those helmets do not do that much. Like they are very, like, I think, I think people very much overestimate how much helmets do. And like the technology has come a long way, but man, I've gone, I've gone, you know, head to knee and head to thigh with guys sometimes. And I'm, standing up being like that did not feel good. So uh so yeah, no. Like w- Willie Jefferson would like maul me, but yeah, no. I'm still not. I'm still not taking that kick from a horse. Absolutely not. All right. Good to
1: know that you've
0: got some some
1: limits and uh, just horses are a hard no for John Rush. Crocs yes. Horses no. Uh, exactly. John, always great catching up with you. Before we let you go, of course, uh, it's a vegan meal delight tomorrow because a Saturday 6 p.m. game, you're going to be going to the game. But for those of us that are going to hide inside in the warmth and watch, what would you suggest potentially for those of us that are either vegan or not to dine and watch the Bombers hopefully dine out on the Lions tomorrow?
0: You know what? Because it's going to be a chillier game, I might even recommend a soup even though I'm not a huge...
1: You guy. are so against soup. Like,
0: I'm so anti-soup.
1: That is outrageous. I was actually going to say, like, would you rather eat soup every day for a year or candy corn every day? Like, You hate soup that much. Right? I now you're saying soup.
0: But so here's the thing. I hate soup. I will not be eating soup tomorrow. I'll tell you that much for free. <laughs> but I know other people love soup, and it's very soup weather. So I would recommend going with a nice, like, cream of mushroom, like a vegan cream of mushroom soup. Uh, top-notch stuff. It's very easy to make. I have a recipe on my blog, actually, uh, of it. And it's delicious. It'll warm you up, which definitely is, is, is going to be needed tomorrow. Uh, because, yeah, like I said, like, I'm not from here, so I'm going to be very cold tomorrow. Uh, I know maybe some other people aren't, but I am going to be very cold. I'm, I'm going to be in my winter jacket. So, um, <laughs> But, yes, no, me anti-soup but other people love soup so yeah i would i would recommend a nice hearty uh cream of a vegan cream of mushroom soup a man of the people john
1: rush uh just thanks for doing this buddy always appreciate it and stay warm tomorrow and hopefully we can uh have another great chat next week and uh, Bombers are on a bye week, so we'll have to find something to talk about other than football. I think we could probably come up with something. Thanks for doing yeah, this, Johnny.
0: I'll say something crazy on Twitter that we can bring up.
1: So. Yeah, you know what? We're, I think we're going to have to get some Twitter people to chime in and start asking you some questions because you do tend to kick up quite a bit of dust. And I think you now suggesting soup to everybody is going to get some attention, too.
0: Oh, yeah. People are going to be not happy with <laughs> me. It's going
1: to be great. I love it. John, thanks for doing this. We'll chat again next week. Sounds
0: good. We'll see you. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. Weekday mornings only on Country 107.